0: All right, and welcome to a special series of Realtor Fight Club called What Would You Do? And our guest today is Kristen English. Hey, Kristen. Hey, good afternoon. Hello. And um, Kristen is with Sotheby's in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. So we'll get your contact information afterwards, Kristen, in case people have some referrals. So in this series of what would you do, it gets aired every Wednesday and we discuss ethics and professional standards situations and say, see what we would do. All right, Kristen, you got a situation for us? I've got a scenario for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, Realtor A
1: has a house for sale and it's um, been on the market a couple of weeks during COVID. So remember that. Okay. And um, realtor B has a friend that he's known for a long time who decides he wants to move to Louisville. And so they decide to work together. He connects them with a mortgage lender like we do, you know, to get them pre qualified and so on and so forth. So buyer comes into town. He lives out of town. He comes into town. And calls realtor a off the sign, the okay. person who has it listed, right? Are you following me? Yep. And says, Oh, we've seen this house on Zillow, and so you know, we want to just see the inside. You know, it's great. Could you show it to us? This is so it, common, yes. Yeah, so 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 common. Okay. And here's here's a couple things. So realtor a happens to be out of town. And she says, my colleague will show it to you. Give me your contact information. Are you working with an agent? They say no and get the contact information and set up a showing for the next day. Okay. The buyers see the house the next day. They love it. Yada, yada. We want to make an offer. They, the realtor, the listing realtor says, well, you know, you might want to think about it just a little bit and, and um, you know, get back to me. They go to their friend who's also their agent that they've been talking to since you know for about four or five six months and they say but we they said them. they
0: didn't have an agent
1: right well okay. that's a he said she said so we do we really know i don't know but okay that's what was asked you know so so then so realtor b um writes an offer shoots it over to realtor the listing agent realtor a And Realtor A is like, well, I'm checking out the name. This is kind of interesting, right? We've all had that before. Hopefully you you pick up the phone and you call Realtor. There's so many things that what would you do kind of comments that we can talk about in a second. But anyway, uh, the the deal gets done um, and it closes. And then Realtor A decides, hey, I was procuring cause. So now I want all the commission. So, (laughs) and it's COVID. So Realtor B is kind of like, well, you're coming in from out of town. I can show it to you virtually, but, you know, our office isn't showing property, but, um, but we were all working in Louisville, you know, it was Kentucky was, we were considered essential.
0: So what is the, um, do you know off top the standard for procuring cause? So this was great. So Friday
1: I was in class um, and we talked about procuring costs because there have been some changes It used to be, that used to be that the person that carried the buyer over the threshold.
0: And this is national. I mean, people need to know know this is like a national rule. This is not like a state by state.
1: No, you're right. It used to be.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So this is NAR and NAR is saying, you know, there used to be threshold, that threshold cause whoever carried them over the threshold is the procuring cause. Now it states in the articles that if you have an, a relationship with a buyer um, and you haven't abandoned them, and it gives a definition of what abandonment is okay. or estrangement, there's three different cases. or you as an agent have done something that makes the buyer incredibly uncomfortable, whether it's like weird postings on Facebook and, oh, I don't want to work with that agent anymore. Unless it's one of those three things, really the person with the longer standing relationship is who the procuring cause is. Let me ask you this. In this scenario,
0: did it say if either of the... um? agents had a buyer contract with this client.
1: Right. And neither of them did. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's another thing. Yeah. So there was not a buyer exclusive, you know, work, um, me,
0: I mean, first of all, why would realtor A say, think about it. If the client's like, I want to write an offer, write the freaking offer.
1: Well, or maybe the client said, let us think about it. You know, who knows, really? Who knows?
0: Okay. So, this is so let's just right say, now. okay, so let's just say that in this situation, the a, the buyer said whatever. It does, yeah. Buyer said whatever the agent wanted to hear. So who has procuring cause? So procuring cause is defined as, well, if it's the def, new definition, but he didn't show them the property.
1: So there are a couple of mistakes that i in my opinion that, um, buyer, that the buyer's agent, and I want to be careful on this, that the buyer's agent. A or B? B. Okay. When, when, uh, you know, how did they, did he ask? Question is, did he ask his buyers? Did you go inside? Did you see the house? Don't know. You know, and if, and if they said, yeah, we went in, then why then I think as a as buyer, as a agent B, if I were agent B, I would have said, oh, let me call buyer or uh, uh, listing agent, agent a. a and say, you know, hey, you know, they sorry, they were but- working with an agent.
0: Yeah, like I would want to know like the the more of the communication piece of it. So like if, if agent B had a relationship and was actively working with this client, then mm-hmm. it seems like, but it has happened, yeah. to me before where they yeah. just go rogue like we literally had a conversation and then the next second the buyers like going rogue
1: well and sometimes they go through open houses too so you know and again i think as a listing agent our number one duty is to try and get the house sold not not to have right. commission breath and be like i want both sides i want both sides right the idea is like let's let's get this closed which that is what listing agent a did you know he's like i want to get you know, all this closed and then we'll, um, you know, I'll go from there. Um, I think they're both in
0: the wrong. I don't, but if we're talking about, is it an ethics violation? If the definition of procuring cause is no longer the threshold, then I don't think agent A has an ethics violation, but is he do the commission? I feel like that's a different question.
1: Well, that's a good answer. I mean, that's a good question too. Like what part or all or none do you think there was not a, str- I don't think there was estrangement in, in this situation. If with the, given the information, you know, that, that we have you and I,
0: yeah.
1: um, if there wasn't, it doesn't any
0: seem like there's estrangement. Cause if there was, he wouldn't have called to have the offer written.
1: And why would the, why would the buyers have gone and had their, Yeah, so I agree. It doesn't seem
0: that there was estrangement and but is buyer a or is seller list? Oh my god is realtor a do a commission because he showed the property that's a hard one. I mean,
1: so I had this situation this summer where I had a listing and I got a call off the sign and I went and showed it to the safely. I took two friends with me because it was just somebody who called off the sign and the house was vacant.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so went and showed it, um, this person decided they did want to write an offer on it. I asked him several times if they had an an agent because I don't personally like to do dual agency, and I would have referred him to someone in my office.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so we sat down. I got proof of um, finance because it was going to be cash and all that. And then, as we sat down to write the offer in my office, so I'd met him one, two, three times, he said, "Oh, well, we, you know, I have a family agent that our family trust, blah blah blah, has used in the past." And I said, "Whoop." Let's get her on the phone. And so we worked it out where she gave me a referral fee for my time. And I'd spent more time than, you she know, did. the case that we were just talking about than agent A. Um, so, I, you know, I, I got what I would consider a nice referral from that agent who then did write the offer and we got the deal to close.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think this goes back to like I mean, we've done podcasts on this before about like buyer consultations and Monica and I somewhat disagree on this, but this is, it. this is exactly why yeah. you, you have to do a buyer consultation and you need yes. to get that damn contract signed that they're yeah. working with you. So they understand. And like part of our contract goes through like, you know, what open houses for sale by owners, like new construction, do, calling the listing agent, like go, these are common scenarios and there's only a handful of them, especially now with desperate buyers, yes. you've got to have the consultation and have the discussion. I think, you know, in this case, I mean, agent, they all made mistakes. Yes. It's probably fair to do some type of commission split just to like yeah. be nice, but like, yes. is it an ethics violation They're no, no. It's no, it's not
1: an ethics, but it was a, you know, what would you do? What do you think is the right thing? And, and so much of it goes back to communication. Now there, I think that there had been. What? We should communicate. Yeah. Christy, you're crazy. Up the phone. Voices, you know um, yeah, it goes back to communication. And I think that there are some mistakes that agent B made plus, and I don't know about agent A, you know,
0: I mean, they all made mistakes. Everybody but, did. You know, I mean, the biggest mistake is not getting the contract signed that you're the representation for the buyer, because had had that one of them done that, then mm -hmm. there's no problem. Right. The interesting thing is that
1: there are people that feel like that's a difficult thing to do, because um, especially if you're a new agent, you know, you're so excited and so happy to even have a client.
0: You don't have (laughs) a client if you don't have have a contract.
1: Right. So you, you. You don't want to push them or seem thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. It's a. It's a. I think it's a fine line because I want people to work with me because they want to work with me, and if they don't, then okay, you know. And if that's the
0: case, then if some, if you show a bunch of houses and somebody else writes the contract, then you're not making the call. I don't know. It's mm, so we're gonna fight about that, Kristen. It's hard. Well, that was a really good one. That one happens well, a lot. It really does. And the,
1: and it, what was the aha moment for me on Friday during class was that whole threshold. And Jason Vaughn teaches a lot of our ethics classes. And, you know, he said, this used to be whoever carried you over the threshold was the one who got the commission. And he's like, here it is. It's, it's not, not, anymore. not anymore. Yeah. Wow.
0: So. That's so you know, what, what I'm taking away from this is if, if you have clients that you're working with, make sure you stay in, in contact with them. Yep. And
1: well, I mean, write an
0: offer or
1: you ask your clients, how did you, did you, do you even ask your clients, how did you get inside the house? Right. Yeah. Then you immediately call that listing agent and say, "Hey." Well, I
0: think too. A lot of people, a lot of listing agents, make the mistake of just saying, "Like, are you working with an agent?" And I don't really ask that question. I ask questions that, with the answers, will indicate to me, "Are they working with an agent?" Mm
1: -hmm. So, like, how many qualified? What's that? Have you been pre-qualified? Have you met with a
0: right lender? lender. Mm -hmm. Who is it? Like, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to show a house without pre-approval. And we did that. Like, that's like the first yeah. podcast we did. That was like number one <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or whatever. So like, yeah. Are you working? How many houses have you seen? Like, what did you, you know what I mean? If they've been in a lot of houses, the chances are that they have an agent Yeah, or just that's ask good. who is your agent, not do you have one and see what they say. That's
1: probably a better, that's probably a better way to say it. Because when you say, do you have an agent, then, then they go, am I saying the right answer or the wrong answer? Right. Like if I say I have an agent, then they're not going to want to show me the house. Right. Exactly. If I say I don't, you know, yeah. Yeah. So who's your agent? Well, that's That's what I do to tenants
0: when I um, am pre-screening them. I ask, what do they smoke instead of do they smoke? (laughs) depends on the property but like you know it's kind of funny sometimes like if you know it's like anyway it's funny I just I'm waiting for somebody to be like crack you know but nobody said that yet (laughs) anyway we appreciate you being on that was a really good scenario really relevant if somebody has um, a referral in Louisville I want to say it right what's the right way there's like eight ways to say it I say Louisville Oh, you say it the Yankee way. I kind of do say the Yankee way,
1: but a lot of people say Louisville.
0: Louisville. All right. Louisville. If they have one, Louisville, Louisville Kentucky, <laughs> what is the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Uh, it's Kristen English at Lenahan Sotheby's. Um, my number is 502-417-8008. I've got Facebook, Instagram, and- You're
0: everywhere, girl. Website, uh, all that stuff. <laughs> That's we awesome. Have. Send those referrals. Yay. And of course, if anybody's interested in learning more about eXp, they can call myself, which is 513-400-1691. All right. Thanks a lot, Kristen. Hey. Have a good day.
1: You too. See you later.